destroy the machines that kill the forest that disfigure the earth. Echotage when efforts to reason fail and no longer have worth. Direct action is the only choice when wild lands are faced with destruction. Now is the time for counter-aggression. With every day that passes the assault on nature accelerates. With the industrial nation's excessive ways this world they devastate. Every biome on every continent an undermans attack. With everything to lose, we've drawn the line to hold them back. New bridges, roads, and dams pave the way to develop what wilderness remains. All must be prevented or destroyed for the wild lands to sustain. Fighting to save the animals. Their freedom is our peace. For their habitats, preservation. For the violence against them to cease. Earth liberation through eco-defense. To halt the insanity of the yellow death machines advance. What was that from? It was uh, Destroy the Machines by Earth Crisis. Oh, <laughs> I was like, should I interrupt this? I was like, but then I was kind of into it. I was like, oh, I'm kind of like, I thought you were reciting poetry, you know? Right, like, I mean, technically, a song is kind of poetry, right? That is uh, Earth Crisis, uh, the world's foremost vegan hardcore band. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that They're, they're low-key the band that kind of made veganism really uh, happen. Veganism and hardcore intersected finally. I mean, those lyrics, it's like, you want it, it's like, yeah fuck humans yeah like, and, and with this movie yeah welcome back to why do people like anime a, a vegan podcast uh not -vegan, vegan podcast, podcast but we should really become we, vegans you know we try we do try yeah um john and i have stopped eating pork that's like a big step yeah i mean we try not to eat pork we we try and make a concerted effort not we to eat selectively pork. don't eat pork <laughs> <clears throat> you know i'm thinking i'm thinking the new year i might go vegan I think that might be the move. I, I haven't decided yet. Well, this is a this is a pod. You've got time to I figure got time. that out. Uh, but this is a podcast where two people who don't watch a lot of anime watch a lot of anime and talk about it. And boy, do we! And, bo and we've been doing it. We've been trying to do it. <laughs> yeah, consistently we've been doing it. Okay. Yeah, it's just been a fucking. It's just been a crazy couple months. The fall is upon us. Wedding season is upon us. Wedding season, holiday Too season. Too many goddamn weddings. You know, we really wanted to watch some more series, but why not? You know, this movie, Princess Mononoke, is listed on, like, Halloween lists. I can see why. Because I was like, oh, because A, for starters, it's PG-13, right? Yeah, Spooky Ween did not come to uh, fruition this year. Yeah, no, we I couldn't sorry. do it. I'm sorry. But, what you know. I, w I will say, I don't think people liked it. It yeah, got I less viewers than usual, I, so whatever. I, I didn't see the appeal of it either to to yeah. do it this time. Why not sprinkle in a horror anime every now and then, you know? Yeah. But uh yeah, this this is one of Studio Ghibli's scariest. It's the, yeah, I would I would imagine especially I mean definitely the scariest we've seen thus far. Yeah. I don't I, I think there are some that are, have maybe dark themes, but this is definitely, like, got some elements of uh, body horror and yeah. violence, for sure. Yeah. It, you know, it limbs me, getting lobbed off. and This movie made me feel something. <laughs> Can't put my finger on what I'm feeling. Yeah. Exactly. But that's what we're gonna that's why we're gonna just talk we're just gonna talk about it. Made me angry? It made me oh. 
fuck? <laughs> Nothing. I keep that sucked. <laughs> I, I keep I keep getting sneezes that just disappear on me. John almost sneezed. It's the least satisfying feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad feeling. But uh, before we get into it, just want to remind everybody that we have merch available. We have merch. And if it's very cool merch, it doesn't say why do people like anime because it's, it's surface just surface reality on the hat. It's just surface reality. We're we've, all living we've in coined it. Coined the phrase surface reality and freaker reality if you're not a longtime listener of the podcast, which, you know, hey. could be your first podcast. Could you could be. just be a lover of Princess Mononoke. You could be, a, you, could be uh, you know, a victim of our incredible SEO <laughs> ninjury. And I just want to let you know that the t shirts are out, that the hats are out. If you go to our Instagram, Why Do People Like Anime, you can find the link. Should we make a store? Thank you so much. Like maybe. A, a little Shopify? Uh, Maybe. We can talk Johnny about Shopify. it. Shopify? We can talk about it. Yeah. Please buy stuff because I like, um, I mean, you've been shipping them out mostly, but I do love. Uh, you love when that printer label just yeah, spits out. I love, yeah. I love shipping and logistics. <laughs> If I if I could go back and and uh, start over, start over, choose start a different fresh. career, I would I would go into shipping and logistics. Mm. Well, there's still time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, why do people like anime? Thank you so much. Thank you. And this week we watched Princess Mononoke. Mononoke. Colon. Humanity is a plague. <laughs> Humans are the biggest parasite on the planet. That's what I would uh, subtitle. Well, you know, so. First, before we dive into what happened in the movie, uh, did you like it? Yes. Even though you fell asleep last night. Yeah, I, okay, we had to split this up in two <laughs> nights because I fell asleep. Perhaps at the climax. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. On the thing. first night. Listen. Here's the thing not, with Julie. And listen, we've talked about this. I fall asleep during these movies. I don't know why. You know, it's I've, No, I do know why. I it's know why. It's the music. It's the music. Well, I would, I would also say... And then once you start wrapping yourself up in a blanket... I got to keep an eye on Julie because if she gets like too comfortable, she will fall asleep. Listen, we had sushi. We had ice cream. I bundled <laughs> up very comfortably. And then this beautiful music is playing. You turned into a big burrito. And I just I slipped away. I looked I'm over. Sorry. And it looked like you, you had your hand over your eyes. I was like, oh, man. Julie's <laughs> really crying. affected by this. But nope. Julie's, Julie's snoozing. Yeah, it slipped away. I think I was trying to keep my eyes open, actually, like pushing the eyebrows back. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I did fall it. asleep. No fault to the movie. I I really didn't mean to fall asleep. No, yeah, it was it was just classic. Got too com. I got I gotta like like jolt you every every couple minutes from now on. I just I just like to sleep. It's got It's my favorite activity, you know. So when I feel it coming on. There's no, like, we're going to power through. It's just, no, we're sleeping. Yeah. I'm, Take sleep when you can get it. That's what I, that's my what I always say. I'm sort of similar. It's hard for me to, uh, I think I have a cutoff in terms of, like, when I can watch something. Yeah. Like, beforehand, it was like, oh, I'll fucking start a movie at 11. Right. But, like, 10 o'clock past, like, I was like, uh, I could maybe yeah. watch, like, a horror movie or something. But I had no excuse, though. It was, like, 9 o'clock. No, it's 9 30. Okay. It's okay. I was giving you crap, but. It happens. But sometimes I can't sleep at night. So, like, you know, if you're you slipping away, you yeah, you got to take it when you can. But, uh, so we split it up into two nights, which didn't really affect how I feel about it. No, it was, it was still all. good. If anything, I I kind of enjoyed the two-parter. Yeah. 
What did you think? I thought it was incredible. You really liked it. I I really liked it. Um I might like it as a movie more than Totoro. Wow. I mean, because I, I don't know. I mean, that, that's a bold statement. That, John. that might be that might be a little too soon. So I think I like <laughs> think about Totoro is like I like Totoro. Right. I don't know if I would watch the movie over and over. Like, it's a really great movie. But like, I think the me- like I the message I understand and, you know, I, I get it. But it's sort of, you know. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll keep watching the parts of Totoro, but like you know, the part with like the you know, the search for May or whatever, you know, I I might Pass, skip that part. Skip it. I feel like I feel like this movie was so layered, and there were so many kind of nuances to the conflict happening that mm. like I, I I could watch this like a lot of times. I feel like and and sort of get something different. Yeah, so, because there are so many different. Um, Big themes. It's a lot of big themes, and there's also just like a lot of different groups of people. And I, I think that, I, I really think it's interesting that this came like after Totoro, Kiki's Delivery Service, and like some of his other stuff because like, it feels like it's sort of a, a, a restatement of a lot of Miyazaki's sort of I guess ideas. It, it, it feels, it feels extremely, um, it's all. It, it, I mean, I I did keep thinking about Totoro the whole time, just because like they're both sort of about the, the spirit of the forest mm. in different manifestations. Yeah, it's almost like he did Totoro, and he was like, "These people don't understand." <laughs> Maybe yeah, like they don't get it. They don't get it. We it's need to, to we need to crank it up to eleven, and and it, I, I you can sense that like Totoro was like a product of like the end of the eighties, and then like. <laughs> this is very much like a product of the end of the 90s. Post, like, after, like, seeing a bunch of fucking wars in the 90s and, like... Yeah. A bunch of... Just the jaded society that the, we were living in and... It, it felt like a, sort of a jaded movie in a lot of places. And then, yeah, Totoro's... is very hopeful. Kiki's Delivery Service is very hopeful, too. Yeah. Like, I can... I, it feels like a shift in, his, in like, a... Like it, it feels like a shift from these like kind of lighthearted movies for kids to like movies that he obviously wants to make that have a message and a point that's like, but are a little bigger. more serious. Yeah. yeah, a little more serious because like then you know shortly after this, it was Spirited Away Which and fe- Howl's Moving Castle. Spirited Away feels like kind of like a midpoint between the two. Yeah, I guess Por- Porco Rosso came out in '92. Is that the airplane one? Yeah. I'm trying to see if there was anything else in between. Uh, Palm Poco. I don't know if that's if we can that count is. that. I've never heard of that. Oh, before we get into it, uh, we that's found not Miyazaki, is it? a little a little side note, a discovery uh, no, we, we made this morning slash last night. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there is a Totoro two. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> not technically. It's called May and the Kitten Bus, and it is a short film only. Of it, only able to watch at the Ghibli Museum in Japan. In Japan. So. Which is, seems like a strange thing. Maybe he was like, nah, don't put it out. It seems like a weird kind of flex. Or it's like, there's just no venue for it. I read, there's no need for it. I read the story. It sounds very cute. I saw some pictures of it mm-hmm. with like Totoro and a bunch of Totoro-like spirits. Creatures, yeah. I just really want to see it. Of course you do. I, just, I, just I really want, want to see it. I just want more Totoro content. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Like you want it like TV style, like Totoro gets in, Totoro goes, takes goes the to bus. the mall. Totoro takes a walk. <laughs> yeah, Totoro want... flies on a plane. <laughs> yeah, I want I want Totoro goes through TSA. Totoro needs like six seatbelt extensions. <laughs> Totoro goes to the DMV. Yeah. <laughs> it goes to all the different counters. <laughs> Too tall for the photo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just want you just want size gags from Totoro. Yeah. In <laughs> I just want I mean I just want like things I I deal with day to day, <laughs> but like Totoro doing it. Relatable content. Yeah. I uh I don't know, man. It's like I keep uh anytime I'm like bummed out, I just like think about Totoro. Yeah. Or like the Totoro, Totoro doing stuff. Totoro plush too. Mm. I'll go. I'll go between the two. I'll just think of Totoro doing something and like, like, all right, <laughs> life's okay. He's just a perfect shape. He's like he is. A, he is the perfect shape. Things more things need to be that kind of shape. He's my round. He, he's become like my my Zen center. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> like when when there's just chaos and uncertainty, I just think about Totoro. I just think about mm-hmm. you know. Him in the rain, or him running off that tree. He's the forest spirit that just—he's uh, just chilling, you know. Yeah. He's got no nothing to worry about, you know. Yeah. He's not concerned about the iron town that's digging into his mountain. He's not concerned about hum- humanity encroaching on his uh defending defending the forest and the air and I feel like water. Prin- Princess Mononoke is like, what happened if no one listened to Totoro? <laughs> Or like if no one respected, if Totoro had to change forms, if and the if the humans did not learn their le- like did not figure it out, I think if anything they were, he was like Totoro is not like dangerous enough, you know, because maybe he's like <laughs> a big scary creature that's like actually very loving and sweet, you know, but forest spirit in this is is strange. The, f- the forest spirit in this will fuck you up, basically. I thought I thought it was strange looking, but I thought it was like kind of. Uh regal mm-hmm. yeah like i think it's supposed to be it's very it's like a very majestic and like proud looking creature mm-hmm. a nice mix of different things but yeah you want to i don't yeah. know how to recap the plot really you don't want to recap i mean if you want to well i think it, so just for just the central conflict just the central conflict is that this uh this prince of a small village, you know, 14th century Japan, Ashitaka is the protagonist, which I always thought when you look at, like, he's, like, not very present in the the marketing the for the branding movie. for the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's called Princess Mononoke. Yeah. And, and so I was thinking going into it that it was going to be all about this, like, you know, uh, wolf girl yeah, this raised is, by... Yeah. Like, I, I thought it was going to be her story, but then to just get thrown into this movie that's, like, uh, this, like, uh, young boy. An island prince. boy. Oh, I just connected that. Uh, he So he's, like, a prince in his village, and she's a princess. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Why is she a princess? Um, because it's the wolf tribe and she's like the daughter of the matriarch. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I also looked up what Mononoke means and it just means like, uh, shapeshifter or something of that effect. I'll check again. But basically Ashitaka, it gets in, he's defending his village from this worm-like boar creature. 
demon. And in defending his village, he gets cursed by the the worm demon thing. Yeah. And gets banished and is like, you should go trace trace the bull the boar uh back to where it came from and hopefully you can find your answers. The boar was cursed by an iron ball lodged in its body. Yes. And I and so they give him the iron ball and he takes off with this like it's very much like Game of Thrones when like uh the guy gets touched by the the stone people or whatever. Remember what am I talking about? He gets touched by like stone a, people. He's like turning into stone. He's huh. like Daenerys's right hand man oh it's very that like you, yeah. you touched it and now this poison is gonna uh, surge through your body and there's fuck, nothing I you can do about, about it <laughs> and so he's he takes off he makes his way all the way back to this uh this huge forest which is actually based on a real forest that makes sense a real nature preserve in japan i think like a lot of Miyazaki's really good at sort of kind of puzzle piecing together like real locations or like real references and then like the fantastic to kind of make things seem a little sort of recognizable but also kind of like out of sorts. Well, I think he's really good at I don't know, when in when you take like drawing classes and stuff and and art classes, they always say like draw what you know yeah. or like uh don't like create what you know. I only draw donuts. <laughs> but it, it's this idea. I mean, it's like, why imagine like a whole forest if you can go look at a forest and, and use that for your inspiration? Yeah. Like the actually looking at a reference for something. Like if you just drew a donut from your imagination and then you like looked at a donut and drew that. The proportions would be way different, and the the structure of it would be different. Yeah, you you would have some some point of reference. Like it's it, it just makes a lot of sense, and I kind of like respect him for doing that. Yeah. Not just like not just being like you know who cares it's a forest nobody's gonna know. I don't know why, but I have the mental image of like like a a, a kid somehow getting like winning a studio Ghibli tour <laughs> and like Miyazaki showing him around and like Miyazaki showing him his art studio and being like, Mr. Miyazaki, can you draw me a donut? <laughs> and him being like, all right. He'd be like, I only do rice balls. <laughs> he, he would, he would draw a donut. I, I only do on a Geary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He draws, he draws the Pokemon jelly donut. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so like he makes it to the forest and he he finds this this iron smithing uh, village town commune. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that like the I mean I think you sort of touched on it a little bit, but like the movie takes place in sort of I guess like what the fourteen hundreds, so it's like a midpoint between fourteenth century. Fourteenth century. Yeah, so that'd be fifteen hundreds. So like you know samurai, right? it's. Yeah. There's still the em- there's they there's references to the emperor of Japan. Samurais exist, but it's very humanity like, is also progressing into like the Iron Age and like yeah. the guns. Exactly. So he's uh, Ashitaka is still using bow and arrow and a sword, and there's still these samurai warriors. But and then there's these villages or like city states that are kind of you know spattered yeah. <laughs> along the journey. 
when he gets yeah when he gets to the iron town it's very much like ruled by this woman who is using the iron that they're smithing there to not only sell it and make more money but to build guns and she's she's got like a bunch of people with leprosy in the back developing these guns for her well she has a workforce specifically made of people with leprosy and then also sex workers yeah broth <laughs> women from the brothels women. yeah so there's there's this there's kind of like a seedy undertone but then it also like i think it's interesting that they did that because it's not just like it's not just like greed hungry people that she's like what's it called like recruited for her town yeah <laughs> like she specifically picked people that were like uh cast away by society it's to pe- it's people who deserve to be empowered to some extent and to some extent yeah exactly exactly so it's like yes there's like men in the village that fight and stuff but the main workers are these brothel women and these lepers basically yeah and it makes you think like oh like in a different story this woman would be seen in a different light well so i think the um i think the main strength of this you know this movie is just like if you skew if you change your perspective in terms of like who you're sort of following right you you know there's a the hero is totally different like i I mean like i don't think there's specifically any real heroes i think it's all very dependent on like how you view it Mm -hmm. um lady aboshi yeah lady aboshi I think, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. Ruler she's, of Irontown. Ruler of Irontown. She's like the, she's the hero to like, you know, mm-hmm. the people of her town and is, is sort of developing stuff. But, you know, she wants to uh, basically kill the, the spirit of the forest because she thinks that it will help heal her people if she gains its power. So what I thought it was is that she needs to get rid of the forest spirit because the wolf clan is still like attacking her regularly. Right. Because she's she's used up all the iron in the area and she needs to continue to drill into the into the mountains to get more ore for the iron, and that involves cutting down the trees and the and the creatures of the forest are fighting back they're not so she's like if i get rid of the the if i cut off the head then i can just use this mountain for my own for my own yeah for my own benefit or whatever and for the and for the start of the movie you're like you know i mean as the viewer you're you would sort of be like well i don't think that's a good idea or you know you bring your own (laughs) ideas into it but for all intents and purposes like you know, the movies, like, they're the protagonists. Like, that's what they, like, they're not bad people when you're, like, in scene with them. Like, they're all, they're all, like, they're all likable. Like, they're all relatable. Mm-hmm. And you connect with, like, the humans in the beginning of the movie. And so it's like, you know, and, and so later on, um, when, what's her, her name's Son, right? Yeah. When Son and the wolves come to attack Irontown to kind of ward them away. Um, and fuck, what's his name? Prince. Oh, uh, 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 Ashitaka. When Ashitaka sort of comes to her defense and and goes with her to the, you know, to the other wolves and then like the boars and stuff, you know, then you sort of get an idea of like, 
the forest people or the forest spirits and clans and you know the wolf clan the boar clan and mm. then the forest spirit itself and then you sort of get there because all the all the animals talk for the most part yeah, well yeah they kind of talk to people that are willing to listen yeah kind kind of like they're they're not just like talking all willy-nilly <laughs> ashitaka sort of has his third eye open i mm. think i think partially by the curse maybe that's kind of what opens him up but like right the curse sort of affects him so that he's able i i think that's part of like it kind of opens his receptor to be able to hear like the the wolf matriarch and then like the the boar leader mm -hmm. and then also the monkeys i don't know if he can hear the monkeys but they're talking too yeah uh i think it's i think it's um he can understand them after they kind of because he makes it to the mountain takes a bullet for son basically yeah exactly and then they he, heal him and the they they like drop him off in the center of the forest yeah and they they Bring kind of like get this life. they kind of get the sense that he's like you know a good person real hot scene <laughs> right yeah i don't know why that that was such a <laughs> she's she's sucking the 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 blood out of his wound or whatever Suck, no specifically she puts uh it looks like beef jerky or something oh right she's feeding him beef puts jerky. it into his mouth and then takes it out and puts it in her own mouth <laughs> she's feeding it like a bird and then you're the only choose it and then like you need to think about goes like mouth to mouth and, okay. like kisses him and feeds him to it that's so gross John. listen all it's always but like the way they show it is like Sensu it's sensual i would say it's okay it is it is portrayed sensually it's we're, not we're moving on it's not it's not <laughs> no it's important like it's no there it's like a it's a sensual connection no, she's she's not doing it sensually she's doing it practically it looks because, it looks like she's kissing him yeah but she doesn't know what kissing is because she's been raised yeah, by wolves yeah but as the viewer i mean it's yeah but that's the thing it's like her her first connection to another human. Well, she's doing what makes sense to her, which is like, oh, he can't chew his food, so I'll just chew it and then spit it in his mouth. Yeah, but then, I mean, but it's like she doesn't spit it into his mouth. She she moves it All right. via <laughs> a, a kissing I motion. Like, I feel like you're getting caught up on, on a detail. I'm not getting caught up on a detail. I'm just saying that it is a, <laughs> it is a weirdly sensual scene between... Okay. I am not alone in this. I, I don't think it's that sensual, to be listen, honest. Listen, I, I woke listen, I it awoken in me and all I all I could think <laughs> was I want I want I want that to happen to me. It's not gonna happen. You gotta you gotta feed me something and then eat it and all then... right. We'll we'll try it with some bananas later and see how you <laughs> feel about it. But going back to like you you made a point about uh sensuality no 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 it's like the that the bad guys being just like like nobody's like a hundred percent antagonist here right because everyone's like just trying to take care of of what they need to do to to stay alive to to carry on and it made that made me think of the other kind of like hidden antagonist he's literally described as the hidden the hidden main antagonist is the the monk Chico Bo that yeah. he encounters in the uh on the way to the to the mountain before he even gets to Iron Town. And this guy is like super kind to him, uh save like helps him out with his because he's like a foreigner and and sort of feeds him, you know. Not essentially of, is it, uh, yeah, he you know, makes him some soup. <laughs> 
He's voiced by uh, Billy Bob Thornton in the. Uh... <laughs> is he really? Yeah. Oh. It was so, it was <laughs> oh, so yeah. weird, dude. The voice cast in this is kind of is kind of odd. For sure. In the in the English dub. For sure, for sure. I thought uh, fucking Claire Danes is. Uh... I liked his voice. I liked his voice. Claire Danes is son. I I I feel like little bit of a miss at least in my opinion like she's obviously like a really incredible you know good actress or whatever but like Anne Hathaway was unavailable Anne Hathaway was apparently unavailable <laughs> and would appear in a later film right. yeah but uh yeah no that's super weird I didn't pick up on that but um he, it's like he seems like a throwaway character that like is just there to kind of help him along with the journey but right. then he shows up later on in the movie and it's he's like he's like there to get the head of the forest spirit he's he's an extremely important figure throughout the movie for sure yeah he is like the um he felt like the embodiment of uh self-interest yeah when i was watching it because he's like a hunter also yeah his specialty is hunting he's he's I, I gathered that he was, like, hired by the Emperor or he's looking to get the cash grab that really, the Emperor is offering. He really wants the recognition. I know. I think he's purely interested in the money. Like, the... Because huh. he's... When they're having that sort of soup dinner, he mentions that the Emperor would give, like, a mountain of gold to whoever brought him the, the head of the forest spirit. Yeah. So I think he's purely, like... Purely in it for the money. Yeah, he's he's just trying to get his bag, basically. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but he's yeah. It's it's. I liked how his character. You know, up until sort of like the end when I think the the main conflict between Iron Town and the, uh, the nature world, we'll say. The boars. The boars and the and the wolves really comes to a head. Um, he's really he's really mostly like an, a protagonist, sort of, and, and very friendly. Right. It's it's really it's a nice switch I think that happens. Yeah, and he's not doing it out of any sort of like malicious intent. He's just trying to. He's just trying to do what's best for, for, <laughs> for himself. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about the monkeys? So they were interesting because, like, the boars show up to do battle against the humans. The wolves are, like, constantly, like, defending the forest. The apes are just, like, like critics in the background. They're always <laughs> kind of pissed off. Yeah. Um, I, they felt sort of, it felt like they were kind of halfway between the worlds. I mean, I guess because, you know, we descended right. from the apes. <laughs> so it makes sense that we, you know, the apes would sort of be... I mean, it's never explicitly stated, but, like, the fact that they don't fight the humans, I feel like, is almost like an admission that they cannot wage violence against them. Mm. And yet they also know that they're sort of, like, a threat to their existence. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know, like, what if eventually all previous iterations of, like, an, an evolutionary chain go extinct, mm -hmm. I think. Something I mean, like that. We don't see Lucy around, you know. Who's Lucy? The, like the Neanderthal. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Maybe. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't think about it like that, but like, I, I, it could make sense. 
I kind of saw them as like uh, like in any sort of war, there's like the people like fighting the war, and then there's the people at home that are like like they're they're not doing anything. Yeah, like every motherfucker didn't didn't enlist after nine eleven. Right. <laughs> right. Really. I mean, it's just like kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's just like that's why that's why Adam Driver joined the military. Right. He yeah, got yeah, so yeah. pissed off at nine eleven. He had to do something. He about was it. like, "I got to do something." What a what a dickhead. <laughs> I like Adam Driver. I like him too, but that's like he's okay. I had to kill someone after I saw what happened on nine eleven. It's okay to get emotional to yeah. make have emotional decisions. Adam Driver is. Uh, I feel like. Has Adam Driver hit his peak yet? I don't think he has. No, 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 no. There's still plenty, plenty to see. I think he's, I think he's like sort of, he's, he's on top of the mountain, but he's only halfway up. You know okay. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You don't think Kylo Ren was the top of the mountain? Um, I think that was the foot of the mountain. Kylo Ren was like the, he was, he, he, he held that fucking series up. Right. He, <laughs> he put that whole series on his back. I will say, but like, uh, as like a, I don't know. I think he, he, it's like, it's like that was his, uh, that was his like point break. He, okay. he still needs his matrix. Right, right, right. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? Jesus. We're not here to talk about Adam Driver. We're here to talk about Princess Mononoke. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let you tangent on this pivotal film one of the highest grossing films before <laughs> spirited away wow. only topped by the titanic okay wow. in uh in japan no this this movie i uh i felt like i <laughs> it, it made no i mean I'm you just got a, no respect <laughs> no i'm just a, i'm just a tangential guy no it's okay i love tangents but no this movie genuinely like i don't know i felt like i i, I want i kept i kept considering a lot of different angles in terms of the characters, mm. I think in a way that I, I typically don't in a lot of the other stuff we watch. Mm. Typically, not a lot of gray area in anime. I think the stuff that we really like, there is like there's mm. yeah, um, like Serial Experiments Lane. I don't think there's like a, a clear antagonist or protagonist. There's only like different agencies, really. I want to look up Mononoke again. Because you all you want to watch a different anime called Mononoke, right? I know there's a there's an anime totally unrelated, but I really wanted to watch Mononoke, which is like the series Mononoke, just because I really like the way that it looks and and everything. But we just didn't have time this week to do it. Yeah, so there's no direct translation for Mononoke, which in this case roughly translates to a vengeful monster or spirit. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, the Japanese title of the film is Mononoke Hime. Hime meaning princess. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. I'll, I don't think we touched on it, but this movie is also shockingly violent. Oh, yeah. And in a in a strange way, because like... I wasn't ready. <laughs> there's like people get like their arms chopped off and like decapitated and stuff. And it's like, it's so, it's delivered so kind of matter of factly. Yeah, just like a head flies off. A head flies <laughs> off or an arm flies off and you see like the bones sticking out. Also just like really grotesque. Like I'm thinking of the boar that's like really old at the end that gets like infected by this demon spirit. And it's just so like, and he's like vomiting blood and. There's all these like weird blood parasites and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, specifically in the case of like the battle, 
so when when um what's his name uh yeah 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 I clicked away Ashitaka um when Ashitaka gets infected he gets kind of like super violent powers super strength well he even when he fires his arrow it's like that's like what's decapitating people yeah the you think it's just strength well i think it's the force in which he's able to fire off an arrow okay yeah, yeah well, i guess well, that makes sense typically land in someone's head becomes like a yeah i read it as just like so like when the the first boar dies he he's like you're gonna feel all the hatred that i've had to endure or whatever yeah um and i think i thought it was just like i mean super strength i guess is is more straightforward <laughs> i thought it was just like well the, I, the power I, of hatred and i mean i think it manifests itself in in strength but yeah i think it's it's like that's that's the level of hatred the boar and that spirit has for humanity is that he can empower himself into you know murdering opposing samurai or whatever with like a single arrow yeah i'm just imagining this like boar just like ravaging villages on his way like away from this forest and yeah. destroying like killing people and like having this parasite that if you touch it 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 automatically kills you and just being infected by that kind of like rage i guess and then it comes back later with when they, you know, spoilers, they decapitate the the spirit and he becomes this this demon death energy. <laughs> it's just total manifestation of, of death and doom. Yeah, and completely just like everything, even the the trees and it's actually like really effective how they do it. Uh like all of the little like clicky tree spirits yeah. <laughs> are like falling from the sky and yeah it's very uh it's very visceral yeah <laughs> i mean not to not to say the e word but very even galleon in the way <laughs> i wonder if wonder if miyazaki saw even galleon he's like oh you're doing big you're doing big shit let's go let's go bitch <laughs> i can make a big ass i can make i can make a a weird big angel abstract looking. figure that is is the manifestation of death to all humanity yeah but mine's gonna be like a weird bubbly creature well i think it's such a good ending to the movie because like you know you're there's the humans battling with the animals and it's just like futile yeah. it becomes very like just like the tragedies of war just no side really wins and he, he just like burying all of our dead miyazaki is like loki on his like classic anime shit with that ending yeah like he's like yeah i'll fucking yeah all the other anime is doing like a, 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 a strange god at the end cool right. i'll do something you've never seen before right which is this this the forest spirit morphing into like a mostly liquid kind of weird bulbous bubbly figure that i think mm. i think like the night walker is like a it's like a japanese legend i think mm. so it's Makes sort sense, it's guess. sort of based off of that but it's it you know 
this figure just sort of goes into the sky and kind of envelops everything mm-hmm. in a in a way that I have not seen a uh, other uh, giant creature in another anime. Yeah, but it is it, it's it feels it feels like like kind of like a it's like all right yeah I'll do an anime thing but it's <laughs> like it's it's still really interesting and really cool. Yeah, it, I mean it just it, there's like Impactful. this this moment of like this is how you kill a god and even though they decapitate him. It's like it's like it's like don't it's like don't don't fuck with things you don't understand basically yeah. is because they decapitate him thinking that he's dead and then he just like unleashes this unleashes death basically upon like everyone there and it like permeates the entire forest and I kept um I kept thinking about the idea that the more harm we cause the planet, the more harm the planet will cause us. Yeah, yeah. In the sense of, you know, the, the weather getting out of control, all the forest fires happening, mm-hmm. you know, the few, like, and it's, it, it's sort of, it's like, this is what happens if you don't respect nature is that the planet will kill you. Yeah, and very the planet, much so. The planet will continue going on without you on it. Yeah, so this, like, black slime just engulfs everything and they and it it is very much like okay you killed the forest spirit congratulations the forest is dead like and now now the entire forest is going to go out and everything in it and i don't know it's almost like because it's almost like the spirit of the forest like kept all of that in balance yeah to be able to maintain like life and death because you know he takes there's like a line about like he takes life and he gives life so like he gives ashitaka life and and san right but then he takes the the mother uh wolf and and the boar white boar yeah yeah because it's like their time there's yeah there's a delicate balance in 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 the world and it's like this this creature visits you when when it's your time yeah but can also save you like he contains the life life and death right yeah and and like when um when fuck otomi no the the leader of the eboshi eboshi (laughs) fuck i'm I'm not on my shit (laughs) so like lady eboshi is the one who takes the uh the kill shot Mm. and it's like before he before she does it he he gets a bunch of like flowers and like all these mm. different plants start growing out of out of her gun out of her gun and it, you know at first i thought it was like his his attempt at preventing her from shooting like he was trying to jam up the gun mm. but it was like i i felt like it was almost his way of showing her like this is what nature is mm-hmm. like this is what i create but also, like everything that you've made, also came from nature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Including this gun. <laughs> you're holding. You're holding a piece of wood, which wood and iron from the mountain. Yeah, and... but and she doesn't understand it, and she kills him, mm-hmm. and then like chaos ensues. It's all these like, all these like little moments um, that are just really, I don't know that it just it just tells like the story in such a powerful way, and it's all animation. Like you can only show that through animation, like the things <laughs> growing out of it. Right. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I mean it would look it just looks best this way. Yeah. 
And then can we talk briefly about like the ending ending yeah. where, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the forest, the forest spirit is dead and he takes, he takes out everything with him basically, including all of Irontown. <laughs> yeah. And from his death, like there is new growth, which I liked, but then Ashitaka and San are both like, they're both like, we don't live in the same world. It's like you're you're a wolf girl, yeah, and I'm gonna go help the humans. Maybe there can be a better balance. Yeah, it's it's uh. She, he's not like he's not like saving her from anything, which right. I appreciated. He's not. It doesn't go like Pocahontas or anything. It do, yeah, it doesn't go Pocahontas. It doesn't go Tarzan. Like, <laughs> and now you must come back with us. And, and it's not. And it's not even like, you know. They they join hands and are like, and now humans and, and nature will work together. Right. Like, it implies it enough that, like, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, we'll do things better this time. Mm. But it doesn't, it doesn't, like, go full cheese and, like, you know. I don't know. I, I appreciated that. It's, uh. Yeah. And it's, like, despite all of this sort of, like, battle between humans and animals, it's, uh, the, the the sort of supernatural forces at play will always will always win. <laughs> I really hate how much I like Miyazaki's stuff. Do you? I yeah, mean, you were a big hater. I was at the a big hater, but it's like <laughs> but it's like fuck, it's it's so it's so good. None of his stuff is ever um it's never condescending. Yeah, it's, I think it's that's never what I, tacky. It's never tacky and it's never like this is the point of the story. Right. Like he kind of he kind of figures you're gonna get it or you won't, you know. It's like, you know, the characters never come out and say at the end like, "And now this time I will respect nature." <laughs> you know, it's, and looks at camera and you should too. And you should. <laughs> and guns are bad, and or then, anything like that. It's wow, wow, but you get down with the sickness. <laughs> yeah, it's never, it's never no. condescending, and he never treats the audience like they're an idiot. Even if like, right. and and that's not to say like you know it's this is a, uh, I mean it's like the story's complicated enough. It's not, it's not hiding anything. I don't think there's just a lot happening that like I think, well I guess there there are some sort of hidden things kind of happening under the surface. But good rewatch value. Good rewatch value. I mean it, it just uh yeah I had the same I had the same experience where like you know I hear Princess Mononoke and I I just assume it's gonna be like some girl and her fucking forest friends or whatever. I thought just, it would be like Wolf Children or something. I thought it'd be like Wolf Children or something, and but no, this is a fucking. It's also a good movie. Yeah. Turned out. <laughs> yeah, but this is an epic battle for the heart of the world. It's not a. It's not the simple story that you think it's going to be. It's like I guess. it's like his. This is like his Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I kind. If it, Lord of the Rings was good. It gave me kind of Lord of the Rings vibe. I, mean, I like Lord of the Rings. I know you're not a fan. Oh. <laughs> That's not public information. <laughs> Julie is not a. F- I mean, you, I am a fan. You like it, and we're not getting into this. <laughs> all right. You like the ants. Yes, I like the ants. Listen, my my hot take on Lord of the Rings is I don't see the rewatch value to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Julie, Julie got called Frodo too many times in high school. What? No, I got. I was, I was uh, bullied by being called Chewbacca in elementary school. Yeah. And the kids would make me put my hair in front of my face. 
do the and voice. make Chewbacca noises. That's really. And then later in life, I realized that was bullying. <laughs> yeah. That's really sad. I was the butt of the joke. Anyway, I just want some sympathy points so that you forget that I don't like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, but it, I, I just mean that this reminded me of Lord of the Rings in the fact that, like, uh, definitely, like, time period and and dialogue and sort of definitely themes as well, this sort of... I mean, I think Tolkien's using sort of medieval-esque times to sort of talk about the... I mean, similar themes, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's about, like, the orcs destroying the the earth. Yeah. And the death of, you know, nature and stuff and mechanics. I do like Lord of the Rings, okay? I no, do. No. I like it. I like it. I wouldn't want... I don't think I need to watch it again. You know what it, I mean? You, you like it, but it's it's also kind of a fucking chore to watch because they're, they're get, all three hours long. Yes, they're very long. Yeah. They... My my complaint is not content. My complaint is you don't want to you don't want to kill a, a fucking day of your life watching one movie. Right. Yeah. I feel <laughs> similarly. Like, I, and I also feel like I know what happens. If you, you want to invite I mean? us to a Lord of the Rings party, however, and there are Hobbit themed treats, uh, I'm well, all we in. will we will <laughs> accept the invitation though. Um, I'll stay all day. <laughs> we'll stay all day. I don't know. I think you have to. I think your big battle movie has to have some sort of um, greater, greater message or theme or idea. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't think the Marvel movies are going to stick around for very long. <laughs> well, I mean, anything about war and sort of the battle between two opposing forces is yeah. going to be complicated. Well, I think. Um, Right, but I also think you, you sort of have to have those things be like representations of something. I think in order for those things to stick around, it has to go beyond just like the good guys versus the bad guys. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it is something s- sort like just a notch above that, like nature versus technology or something, or like right. humanity versus mm. whatever. Right. Like, I don't think there's anything meaningful happening in like infinity or in a <laughs> end game right you know what i mean there's so, it's a battle for the world we gotta uh, save the world uh, yeah battle for the media properties because he wants to kill us all yeah why can't remember I can't. uh sorry we had a card <laughs> incident well, once again <laughs> we have had to anyway, stop the recorder <laughs> julie why do you think people like princess mononoke I think this is a classic. This is a classic. Mm, yeah. What's wrong? What's wrong with this? There's nothing wrong. No. There's nothing that made this age poorly. Uh, the message is still very much relevant. Makes me want to go kill all humans and let the forest fucking feast on our remains of civilization. Yeah. We're, we're due for a hard reset. <laughs> hard reset. Um, no, at some point, at some point, we're just going to have to start over, you know, like, yeah. it's going to be, do I, it's going to be like, except this podcast, past, past, past the point of no return, you know, listen, it's going to be an apocalyptic situation for everyone else, except us. <laughs> we're going to be broadcasting this podcast from the moon, from the moon in with, SpaceX <laughs> with a, with a hard hard drive full of everything me you jeff bezos and totoro william shatner <laughs> no they'll be on the other side oh got it they, they can't talk to us 
Um, or use our bathroom. I also, I think the music is beautiful. I think the animation holds up because it's all like hand-drawn who's cells. This, who's this motherfucker doing all the all the Ghibli music? <laughs> who, is, who is this fuck? I think who it's all different guy? people, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, like he like he's got a style, he's got a vibe, he hires the right people. He values the music, obviously. Hmm. Joe Hisashi. <laughs> Joe Bo Wilkinson. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh it's, it's one it's one guy, Joe Hayat. Oh really? Yeah. He does it for all the films. Joe Hisashi. Well, they must be very collaborative, I, I would imagine. Uh, yeah. Like, have you ever seen the the, the bit of, of David Lynch and, and his Angelo music? Angelo Balamati. Yeah. yeah, his yeah. music guy. And he's like, and she's walking through the forest. Dun, <laughs> dun. Yeah, it's and classic. she comes to a clearing. <laughs> it's beautiful. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And then more. <laughs> and he's playing along and he's narrating and then they're like, got it, nailed it. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. I think, it's, uh, I think it's, I imagine it's that. I think all the best like soundtrack workers sort of, I think that, that typically hap- has to happen. Like you have to have a really, like obviously like a. Collaborative. Like Tim Burton has a really good relationship with Danny Elfman. Right. So, like, when Danny Elfman does something and it kind of sucks, it's probably because he's just taking a paycheck. Whereas, like, <laughs> you know, all the all the stuff he does with Tim... I mean, it happens. Right. All the all the Tim Burton stuff, like, is all... Re- I'm sure I'm sure Joe Hisashi has some fucking garbage in his discography. Everyone does. Everyone does. You gotta uh, you gotta work for the stuff that's that's magic. We gotta know? find out what the worst Miyazaki movie is. We'll we'll, we'll find it. We're making our way through the discography. So, uh, why do you think people like Princess Mononoke? Because it, it allows you to think about big things from a small uh, movie. Small so they're little. They're little people. Right. They're anime characters. They're little. They're they're little on your screen, but they make you think of something big in your brain. <laughs> is is it is it past the point of no return? <laughs> what, what point of no return? Are, are we too tired at this point? No, no. I I I mean that, but what more is there to say? But less uh less stupid. No, yeah, because it's like <laughs> listen. No, I know exactly what you're trying I, to say. I would imagine. I think when I showed my dad, uh, Totoro and Spirited Away, he was not expecting to think about. Uh, respecting nature or um, caring about spirits or right. determination and responsibility in growing up. Mm. I think he was just, he thought we were just watching like a funny little cartoon. Yeah. So I think when you're, I think when the general public is caught off guard with like these really big ideas and sort of, um, I in, you know, concepts and themes and stuff, I think it really... It's it, it really hits you. Mm. I mean, f- like, I I think the equivalent would probably be like Wally. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like, I don't think anyone was expecting this big story about like American overconsumption and and what happens when the planet is actually unlivable. Yeah, <laughs> and and the tragedy that would ensue, and how and how a corporation might try to brainwash us into thinking that we need to stay in space <laughs> yeah. to continue consuming their 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 goods <laughs> so i think there's i think there's something specifically about animation telling us these things that 
makes you listen a little more than yeah i think a movie perhaps man i just think about like i think miyazaki is so refreshing to like us as an american audience uh just because like when you watch like disney movies it's so like this is the theme this is the story uh yes maybe there's some like little character things you can pick up on but i think miyazaki just like it, like you don't have to pick up on everything maybe like as a kid or whatever but like you can pick up on things later <laughs> i would say that a lot of disney and pixar movies feel very condescending i would say like made for children in a sense that they're not <laughs> they're like kind of dumbed down a little bit so that you know how you're supposed to feel i i think i think that specifically it's like they have like very all these calculated they have all these cues where it's like this is where you're supposed to cry because there's another person crying i'm not even thinking about pixar i'm thinking about like disney like disney movies like frozen yeah like like frozen exactly or like uh like little mermaid exactly yeah like beauty and the beast <laughs> yeah i think i think for the most part the pixar movies are pretty um at least they they feel like a step up a little from disney i mean i think i think that's like that's like disney's kind of crown jewel of like storytelling right um because like soul's like really good obviously wally up etc but like yeah, with Disney, you have, like, fucking Big that's, Hero 6. That's, like, the closest they touch to uh, the Miyazaki movies. Yeah. And it's still so, like, rudimentary. And, it's, yeah. And just even, even just, like, fucking close. visually, even just visually, is, yeah. it's so, like, like, look at the pretty shapes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Miyazaki was definitely fucking dabbing on the haters a little bit. It's, like, there's there'd just be, like, a scene with, like, a just, like, watercolor background or just painted yeah it's no, like, it's yeah, very beautiful i am incorporating paintings into this you fuck <laughs> oh you want to see some cool animation what about a million tendrils of blood <laughs> coming off of this boar yeah who, who do you think you are ano we've talked about this before it's like sometimes you gotta put some scary stuff in yeah you gotta you gotta scare the kids a little bit i mean even just like with totoro it's like yes he's like it's a big like cute lovable thing but He's also like got these talons. He has and, claws, and he makes kind of like scary, intense faces sometimes. And there's it's the same. I mean, I know this wasn't probably marketed towards kids, but uh, still, it's still a cartoon. But it is still animated, and uh, 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 there is a very good chance that children have seen this. Yeah. At an age too young. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that has <laughs> happened to many households. Yeah, totally. So I think that about does it. That wraps it up. Um, I don't know what we're gonna watch next week. Yeah, yeah, we got, we got, we got, we got, we got to fucking travel again. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll push back a day again. I've been, you know, I, I well, maybe Wednesday we'll, slash Thursday release. You know what? I think maybe we should we should put out the episode on Thursday. Yeah. From it, now on, it might maybe be that pushed be our, to Thursday. Maybe that should be our, like a release day. Okay. Just because, I'm like, fine with it. I think we, because we don't usually get started watching stuff until like Saturday, Sunday. It's true. Like the Thursday, Friday is usually wasted already. Right. So I think like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to watch something on the Sunday. I, I'm down. All right. 
So every Thursday we'll, we'll put out something new. Yep. Just like that. That's how we make decisions at Why Do People Like Anime Headquarters. The most professional anime <laughs> podcast. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Buy our merch at Why Do People Like Anime on Instagram. Please leave us a five-star review if you would be so kind on iTunes if you enjoyed listening to our voices. Write us an email. Why do people like anime at gmail.com. I know it's a lot of letters, but you got easily ten fingers. And if you don't, listen, just, I don't know. You can type them one at a time. You can type them one at a time or use some sort you of can hold You can hold the microphone them. down and on your phone and then just say it. You can you can play this back into your phone. Why do people like anime? Send me a voicemail at four one five three. No 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 no. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, next week. Just kidding, more. my voicemail is full. Yeah, well, what you can do. Next week we'll we'll, we'll watch something. We'll watch more anime. Watch more anime. Drive safe. Drive safe.